0: Thank you for listening to Fluid Tree Podcast. It's your hostess with the mostest, D, And I'll be here pushing the envelope just a little bit. But here you'll have chances to win Cash App and other prizes. So please tune in, stay tuned, and interact. Good evening, babies. It's your actually... Yeah, good evening. Um, <laughs> It's your hostess with the mostest, D, because who else could it be but me, right? I'm probably going to change the intro song just so I can change like what I say on my intro because I'm really starting to like this. But, um, so let's get into it. Let's get into it. We're not going to make the intro too long today, but trigger warning, today we're going to... I'm going to say trigger warning again, so if you don't like that feeling when you even think about sexual assault, molestation, um, rape, all that stuff, I advise you not listen to this episode, but if you feel like you're strong and you feel like you need a little breakthrough and you feel like You've been searching for the answer of how to, I guess, more so forgive what happened to you and not so be in the blame game or whatever. And yes, this is a response to a DM. And like I said last episode or episode ago, I'm not, I'm not, you know, tagging people uh, who send the messages, and I'm not doing any of that stuff. Cause again, fairly young, and something like this, I feel like identity should be protected. But again, trigger warning. If you feel like you won't be able to take it, I will not be mad if the views on this episode is very low. But again, if if you need if you need someone to help you get the not the correct closure, but a more healthy and a little more safe closure, I got you because there's no reason that someone else doing something to affect you and even if it's to a great degree why why healing and forgiveness should take years and years and possibly even generations there's no need for that at all so um well I didn't want to do this because Most of the times when I do talk to you guys, I pull from personal experiences. And I feel like since I've went through my healing recently about it, I shouldn't bring it up. But honestly, like, I just felt I I had to. You know what I mean? I just felt like I had to. Someone needs to hear it other than me. So whatever. So when I was younger, like there have been like a string of string of, um, sexual assault and molestation done to me by the same person and then a couple of other people. Um, yeah, but that's not whatever it happened. You feel what I'm saying? And when something like that happens to someone who's so young and it and it happens consistently, but not consistently, you know what I mean? Like, only if I have to go over there, I knew something was going to happen. You feel what I'm saying? It wasn't too violent, but what can I say? It definitely affects me to this day, and unlearning it isn't as hard as it was, you know, when I was still dealing with it. Or dealing with the effects of it in like high school and college and going to the military and stuff and trying to figure out myself as a female, as a woman and as a black woman and as a plus size black woman. You feel what I'm saying? And going through a lot of other personal stuff within my own household that <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation and that's a I feel like we're not gonna have that conversation until I fully forgive that situation as well. So. Yeah, (laughs) Um, so yeah, I I went through my little series of, I'm going to say, I'm going to call them the whatever the fucks, the whatever the fucks. So I went through my series of the whatever the fucks, right, and (sighs) I don't want to blame anybody in my family for this you feel what I'm saying because an individual's actions to me no matter what the age I mean but this person like was old enough to know what they were doing you feel what I'm saying but um I don't blame like you know parents for like actions of children like I mean I can because People act out what they see, especially at like that weird age of like, oh, I'm kind of finding my way of being a young adult or a teen or whatever. And then that's still, I do kind of what I see in my environment type thing. Whether it's right or wrong, young people act out what they see, right? So that was more so my situation or whatever. And that situation snowballed into a lot of things and I, so I'm going to reveal a lot of things about myself that I haven't really told anybody. So due to those um whatever the fucks, right? Um it affected, you know, how I see not myself because growing up I was fairly confident. I'm not even about to hold you. I was fairly confident. I never thought I was ugly. You feel what I'm saying? I did, you know, think I was a little fat and looking back at those pictures, I wasn't. So everybody who went to Washington, Lee and Arlington and who went to Kenmore, um, call me fat again. Go, go look back at them pictures, baby. I was not fat. I was not fat. Anyway, (laughs) anyway. Um, yeah, so it just, it affected how I viewed people viewing me. You feel what I'm saying? Like me myself was confident, but other people i had a defense up about them like i can tell you for a fact it affected my relationships like how i build relationships with people even to this day like i i know a lot of people and some people can call me their friend but i truly cannot call a lot of people, my friend, and be honest about it in my heart. To their face, I can be like, "Oh yeah, you're my man, you're my friend, you're, you're you know what I mean." But deep down, it's like, nah, bruh, <laughs> nah, you know what I mean. And like the deep connections I do have, getting to to the point where it was a deep connection took a long time, a long time, and. It, <sighs> Baby, you're not gonna notice. You're not gonna notice that it affected a lot of stuff until you're older. I promise you. I, this, again, this is the only reason I can try to help you through this, right? So, my relationships and my friendships with people were very surface. Um, even though they were surface friendships or relationships or whatever, it wasn't for selfish reasons. You feel what I'm saying? I never like pretended, not pretended to be somebody's friend, but you know, was somebody's friend to my full extent. So I wouldn't be exhausted. You know what I'm saying? If you understand like energies and shit, that can be a whole nother uh, topic that I can relate back to this, right? So Everything was surface level. I never really cared to crave a deep connection with anybody because the person or the people who did these acts to me or on me were family members. You feel what I'm saying? And you know, when you grow up with family members, you already, you have that deep connection. You feel what I'm saying? So then I have someone or some peoples or someones who breaks that, that shadow of a doubt connection that I have with somebody that leaks into my friendships my relationships and when it like when it first happened I was too young to say something you feel what I'm saying because I didn't know what was going on and when I got older I didn't say anything because still I didn't know what was going on because guess what the person who was doing this stuff to me obviously knew about sex but my little tail didn't know anything about sex. I just felt uncomfortable and I knew it was wrong. My Like, th- this this is really not like an attack on parenting. But at the same time, it it molded and it molds me into being a different parent. Do you feel what I'm saying? Um, yeah, so like, I should have said something. And of course, you know, what's done in the dark comes to light. So when someone finally did find out what cracked my noodle and what really broke me as a human being for one and what broke me as a female this this is this is the one what broke me as a female was the fact My dad didn't sit down and talk to me. My dad's the one who raised me and I love my dad. My dad passed away, uh, 2019. Um, I'm not bashing my dad, but I'm not about to sit here and not be honest about my dad. You feel what I'm saying? So instead of, instead of sitting me down and finally talking to me about what sex actually is and the importance around sex and... (sighs) Don't let anyone touch you here. You feel what I'm saying? Because I feel like in his mind, I remember having the sex talk once and it wasn't really a sex talk. Literally, all my dad told me was, I have a vagina and I'm going to develop breast. And actually, that was the last day my dad ever bathed me, was when he finally told me, like, hey, yeah, you have a vagina and you have breasts. And I guess he thought that was the sex talk. No, (laughs) that's not the sex talk. Because growing up, as a little kid, my dad would not let me watch BET, MTV, anything that will have sex displayed, you know, freely. And then if we were watching something together and sex happened to pop up on the screen, I would have to leave the room, cover my eyes, cover my ears, or my dad would cover the TV. So I was very much protected but left in an ignorant state about sex. Cause best believe if I knew more than what me having a vagina and a breast and knowing more, I probably would have said something sooner and not felt and feel the way that I feel. You know what I mean? So I can't blame a parent for dropping the ball because he might have felt like, you know, the family is safe enough. I don't have to worry about stuff like this. But it's like as a parent, you don't know what another parent is allowing their other their kids to see. You know what I mean? Like And at the same time, like you can't try to uh supervise somebody like another parent on their kids like but at the end of the day it's like <laughs> you should, like to me you should have knew something was wrong when every every time you left I would cry like I don't know but it's again no judgment zone I love my dad whatever I just felt like the day that it was revealed it was not handled correctly. Like I got my ass beat and then humiliated in front of my family because of, because of my grown ass cousin touching and molesting his elementary school cousin, little cousin, his baby cousin. You feel what I'm saying? And it's like, I've created this distance with my whole family around it. Like, yes, we we can be cool. We can kiki, kiki, ha ha ha. But like deep down, it's like when I look at certain family members, it's like y'all was dead wrong. Y'all was dead wrong. And on top of that, it's like, I know if, if this is happening to me, I can't be the only female cousin this is happening to. And it's like, I like ever since then, my hygiene declined terribly because I was so depressed. My anxiety, like, (laughs) like I was depressed. Like I had to, I was in fourth grade when everything came to the light. And yeah, I was in fourth grade. I was in fourth grade. I, I remember that. I remember where I lived. I remember what school I was in, everything, fourth grade, when this finally came to its end. And I would say all this started, it didn't start with that cousin. No, it did It didn't start with that cousin. But my experiences with whatever the fucks, you know what I mean? Um, My experiences with that started when I was younger. When I was way, way younger, like maybe kindergarten, first grade. And it's like, you as a kid, I even knew I couldn't say anything because it's like, it's not like I can stay home with my dad. I had to have a babysitter. I had to have somebody watching me. I wasn't of age to be at home by myself. So it wasn't like... You know what I mean? So that backstory there. So it affects a, It affected a lot of things in me. I can't. I don't. I can't imagine what may have affected what. How it may have affected you, but as far as like the healing process, babes. Th- whoever hurt you, you do not need to talk it out with them. Sorry. <laughs> Just the fact that you still think it's on my mind gives you more power. No, you don't have to. You don't have to. Um. Sorry, I'm in the bathroom, y'all. Mm. <laughs> my leg went to sleep, so I had to get up. A little comic relief for you, though, babe. I hope that made you smile. Um. Yeah, but you don't have to sit down and talk to these people and ask why. What was your thought process? Why would you do this to me? That does nothing but keep you in that loop of depression, sadness, darkness, evilness, bitterness. Um, you know, emotional reaction. Like, no. Like, what I did was... The idea and the feelings just came rushing to me one day about, like, how, why am I like this as a person? Like, why why can't I be like everybody else? Well, Dwanisha, this is why you can't be like everybody else. But what you're going to do is sit down and write how it makes you feel. Sit down and write how it makes you feel. And then I took it a step further. I took it a whole step further. <laughs> and I wrote down explicitly what happened and and memories of other times started popping up feelings of uh, like feelings of how things should have been handled started popping up and I just wrote it no matter how effed up it may have sounded (laughs) like no matter how bad of a light I had to write my dad in after getting my ass beat because of what someone did to me, like, and I I can tell you from that day forth, I would lie to my dad consistently nonstop. Like the whole experience changed me. It was bad enough, right? It's bad enough somebody violates you multiple times and then other people violate you multiple times and you don't have a space to go to. (laughs) <laughs> you don't have a leg to lean on. Like that's enough change as it is. That's enough trauma as it is. But when you have nobody in your corner protecting you and blaming you for other people's actions, <laughs> that's what it is. And a, a a lot of people don't get the the privilege of having someone there to protect them. And in this case, and in your case, ma'am, I feel like sitting down, writing how you truly feel out. Like, how you truly feel. Not the, that face and the emotions you put on when you step outside or when you're around people or when you're trying to hold it together. No, dig deep and get dark if you have to. And write how you really feel. And when you're done typing... Read over it, and let every emotion that runs that 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 surfaces run through your veins as you read it and then when you're done, all that emotion that's surfacing and bubbling, let it the fuck go like it's going to be easy to let it go because after you read it and after you relived it, you can't relive it again you're not going to want to because it's so dark and ugly, and since you're young. <laughs> Since you're young, you can start working on that inner child from there. What did that inner child need? That inner child that inner child needs protection. So what are you going to do for yourself? You're going to start protecting yourself and no, like I'm not going to say you've grown now, but you've grown now. So the protection is not more so physical. It's more so how, how you react to when people. You know, deal with you. You feel what I'm saying? If somebody is, you know, getting irate, hollering, hooping, and hollering and stuff, before you tried to work on that inner child or before you even wrote those emotions out, you probably would have spazzed on that person. Probably. But after you write it down and let those emotions go and start working and healing that inner child, guess what you're going to start doing? Protecting your energy. <laughs> Protecting your last breath because it will be a shame if your last breath is used arguing with somebody. <laughs> what? Your last. It will be a shame if your last breath is trying to sit here and convince somebody who violated you that they did wrong, knowing that they probably wouldn't care, or knowing that they'll probably manipulate it and make it seem like it was something that it wasn't when you know it, when you knew it what it was the whole time. I would hate for that to be your last breath because to me, you're not going to rest peacefully like that. But I feel like you're going to rest peacefully in a better, in a grave once you know that you actually let it go. It happened to you. Yes. It was traumatic. Yes. It was sad. Yes. But we can't go back and change anything. I can't go back and have that talk with my dad before it was discovered and I had my ass tore up about it. You feel what I'm saying? I, I can't go back, so what can I do? Forgive the situation. It happened. But I guess you're stronger than the person next to you. I can guarantee that, especially in that area. Now you can probably teach somebody. You can you can spot signs before anybody if it's happening to somebody else and save somebody else like it's so hard to look at our traumas and what people do to us and to see them as gifts. But baby, they're gifts. You just have to get to the point where you're really sitting down looking at that hurt and pain. It's going to hurt. And for me, what hurt the most was the lack of protection and the lack of trust from jump. You feel what I'm saying? You feel what I'm saying? And the effects that happened after it. Like, with my hygiene, my depression, my relationship building, you feel what I'm saying? Was, wasn't catered to by any parent, by any adult in my family. It was more so, more so blame game. Oh, Duane, you're lazy. You don't do this. Duane, you need to do better with your life. And it's like, nah, y'all should have done better as adults. But now that I'm adult, I can be better than them. (laughs) And just like you, now that you're a certain age and you have a little more freedom you can move and start preparing yourself to be better than what anybody who has ever failed you. Be better than, like, like <laughs> I cannot stress enough that like what's done in the past is done. But are you gonna let that shape your future? Are you go- Are you really gonna sit there and let that person, man or woman? I'm not, I'm not going to give away too much specifics, but man or woman violate you like that and then have control for the next 16 years, <laughs> the next 20 years, because everyone thinks healing takes takes 15 years, takes tw- like 24 months. No, if you really want to heal something and move past it, face it. The longer you dwell on it, the longer you sit on it, the harder it's going to be to forgive and let it go. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I don't know when this happened to you, but you want to be the better version of you now or when your kids have kids? Hmm. Like, when do you want to be a better version of yourself? When do you actually want to feel happy, feel a piece of what pure joy is? Like, and that that piece of pure joy and that happiness is definitely going to come but when you confront when you confront yourself about the situations. If you can't confront yourself about what happened to you, if you can't look in the mirror and not feel some type of way because something happened to you or feel some type of way but turn into something positive that happened to you, you're not you you're not even ready to sit in front of somebody and talk to them about your feelings about what they did to you. I'm not about to say everything happens for a reason because I do feel like some people violate the course of how shit's supposed to go. I I believe that. But it did happen for a reason. Are you going to make it make you or break you? (laughs) Because when it happened, they probably counted you out. And that's cool. That's cool. But they in your world, they just a squirrel trying to get a nut. No pun intended. That... Make relief. Please tell me you laughed at this part because I really didn't even mean to say that last part. But it's the saying. You feel what I'm saying? Like it's your world. They just a squirrel. Like. And you you're telling me as a human on top of the food chain, I'm going to let this little ass squirrel dictate how you live your life and how you feel about yourself, baby. You're beautiful. I don't care what you look like. <laughs> you can have a dump trunk on your stomach. I don't care what you look like. You're beautiful, baby. I only said dump trunk on stomach because my stomach's on dump truck mode, but I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to throw in as much comic relief because I feel like this is too like dark and heavy. But Like I said, like really sit down and face those emotions that you have. Face that thought process. You can't change your thought process if you're not facing it. I had to give you a moment of silence for that one. I had to give you a moment of silence for that one. You can't change your thought process without facing it. I can sit here and tell you to think positive all day, but I don't even I don't even do that. I have hella negative thoughts. But lately what's getting me through my negative thoughts is asking why. Or when I have a negative thought, I let my mind run after it because then the truth is gonna be revealed the longer I let my thoughts run behind it instead of reacting immediately to the first feeling. And you, and you might feel like all oh, this is your fault. It's not. It really is not your fault. Other people's actions, other people's blueprints have nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you. Like, to me, I, I, I really did sit here and say I'm not about to blame the parents, but I have to. I have to. In my case, and in your case as well, because... If this is happening and this is done to you by somebody who's living under the roof of a parent and they're going to school, and if they don't go to school, their parents can legally go to jail, it is their parents' fault to me because what are you exposing your child to? Or what happened to your child that they feel like it's okay for them to do it to somebody else? And let me tell you something, for a long, for a long time, deep down, I was like, fuck these people, bruh. Like, anybody who I knew was in my family, and like, (laughs) there's like certain family members who weren't there, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? But I know my family, so I know the people who were there said something, so it is what it is. But like, for the longest, it was just like, yo, I really hate these people, bruh, but it's like, I don't hate them, like- I can't even the person that did it to me and the family members who knew about it. Like I, I don't hate them. I, I love y'all, but like from over there, like I want to see y'all win. But like from over there, because my presence doesn't fit in this bubble anymore because of what I had to go through and how I had to rebuild myself up, how I had to battle with my walk with Christ, because of what happened to me, not knowing that ultimately all of that affected that, therefore cycling back to affect everything else that happened to me, i.e. hygiene, depression, anxiety, you know, a social relationship building, you feel what I'm saying? Feeling like a female, feeling like a friend, feeling like a daughter, feeling like a family member. All that shit was affected, And and to me, to me, not once, did anyone ask if I was okay? So, baby girl, are you okay right now? (laughs) Baby girl who sent the DM, are you okay? Because if no one asks you if you're okay, I am. Because I wanted someone to ask if I was okay. Not because a parent is pretending like they don't know what... We're not going to go there, but are you okay? You're going to be okay. I can tell you that you physically are okay. Your mind is just attacking you because it's still in survival mode. Because it hasn't learned how to get out of it. Because you haven't faced that thought process. You haven't faced those emotions. So the best thing for you to do is not to blame the person who did anything to you. Not to first of all, you can't blame yourself because it's not your fault. So don't blame yourself. Now you're just creating options to stay in a depressive state, to stay hateful at yourself. That doesn't make sense to me. Don't don't blame yourself for anything when other people did it to you, especially when you were the innocent one. Um, you feel what I'm saying? Still love those people. Still be you. Like. Even if it feels uncomfortable to be you because you feel like somebody stripped something of you, still be you to the truest form. So if that means when people fuck with you and you still exude that love, continue to do that. Continue to do that because <laughs> continue to do that. I, it, you're going to hurt somebody's feelings doing that and, and you're not even going to know it. But the fact that I'm telling you, keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. It's going to keep your chin up. I promise you. Um You feel what I'm saying? Start reconnecting with people. Like I said, for the longest, I didn't want to be around my family. Now it's like I don't feel complete until I talk to at least somebody in my family for the day. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Or I don't feel complete if... I don't see one of my cousins or like one of my aunts post something like, "Oh yeah, y'all still good, y'all 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 still breathing." All right, cool. Like y'all achieving shit. I love that shit. You feel what I'm saying? Like when I wasn't in that mindset, I was miserable. I was miserable. Now that I see my family flourishing and not worrying about the past, because probably probably they really don't know. You feel what I'm saying? And that's cool. When shit when shit traumatizes you, you internalize things and. The shit that you internalize feels real and it feels heavy. That's why I say face that thought process now so you won't be 25 trying to do it now. It's hard. I don't want to do shit. Like, the fuck? And I am cussing. Like, I really said I was going to stop cussing. But that's not a here nor there. Um, I'm just passionate. I'm passionate. I'm passionate. Um... Yeah, like, once I started reconnecting with my family, slowly but surely, I started to feel better. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, a family member did it, it's cool, I can't take it back, they can't take it back. But dang, we can be in the same room room and it's still cool and it's still love. I that that if that's not forgiveness and growth, I don't know what that is. I don't know what else you would call it, but that's exactly what forgiveness is. Once you can stand in the room with somebody that hurt you, and and y'all can be cordial and key key it up, and there is no ill intent, you have healed from that. You you you've moved on. You've forgiven but i wouldn't ha- I wouldn't be able to do that today if i haven't if I didn't face the facts of what happened, the facts of how I feel behind it, the facts of what it changed, and the facts of what I can change today. You feel what I'm saying like I can't keep using what happened in the past as an excuse of the dumb shit I do today now I'm just doing dumb shit and leaning on that as an excuse like I'm not saying someone's gonna be like, oh, you're using that as an excuse to do X, Y, and D. But like, after a while, you gotta get tired of your own head. Like, <laughs> you gotta get tired of that ill will in your heart at some point. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it is gonna be hard. It's not gonna be easy. But I can guarantee before 25, it's gonna be achievable and it's gonna be done. And it's gonna be easy to apply that in other aspects in your life but it's not a one day thing it's not a one week thing it's something that doesn't have a time frame on when it's going to when it's going to heal when it when it's finally going to get there to where you can where you can actually breathe but it's not going to take long if you focus on it now not not focusing that's all you're thinking about but when you confront it now Instead of, in the back of your head, it's telling you, confront it, confront it. But you're trying to distract yourself with other stuff. It's just going to grow and fester and get bigger. Unnecessary. Do it now. <laughs> get over it now. It, not to be an asshole, but, like, really, you got, we can't sit here and pretend like we understand hurdles in life. But then when it comes to something sinister as this, we don't, we don't want to get over it. Yes, you was a victim, but there's only so many cards in the deck. How many times are you going to play it? You know what I'm saying? Like, how many times am I going to sit here and use this victim-blaming thing on myself? Essentially, after a while, you're victim-blaming yourself if you feel like this is your fault. A million people can say it's not your fault until you truly feel that, and you're not going to feel that until, again, you confront them thoughts. It's it's hard because it's a complex thing to do. Who wants to sit there and mentally relive those emotions? But that's essentially what you do when you don't get over it. And then you act out those emotions to things that have nothing to do with that. But since it's a trauma, it's a trigger and things will trigger it. (laughs) I know, personally... It it makes me a smarter mom, the fact that I went through this. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that, hey, my kids can't hang around certain family members, but if I'm not present, my kid not going to be there. Because... Say if the shoe was on the other foot, and I was the one committing these acts on a family member. You feel what I'm saying? And I haven't confronted my demons. I haven't, you know, really found out or understood that what I did was wrong. I'm going to end up exposing to my child the stuff that was exposing that was exposed to me. Therefore, recreating those actions through my child. Therefore, creating generational curses. For what? For what? <laughs> For what? I'm not about to sit there and let, like, you know what I mean? So like I said before, as a parent, you don't know what other parents are exposing to their kids. You feel what I'm saying? But as a parent, you probably know what was exposed to them and what they think is okay. And that's cool. Do your parenting thing over there. But um, the result of that is not going to happen in my household again. And again, if any family member, you know, actually sits back and listens to this, it's it's no hate at all. It's just the facts of what happened and how I feel and my feelings cannot be invalidated by a motherfucking soul on this planet. I promise you that (laughs) because you wasn't there when this shit happened. I mean, maybe you was, maybe you're that family member that's listening right now and it's like, (laughs) that's how I felt. And again, no one can invalidate your feelings, baby. But we're not going to sit here and continue to seek validation for those feelings. Stop surrounding yourself with other people who've probably been in the same situation but want to stay in victim-blaming mode. No, 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 no. Get yourself away from those people. Get you into groups, you know, chats who... People maybe have been through this stuff, but they're teaching you how to get out of that that pit of fucking personal hell going on in your head. Get you out of that spiritual warfare. Get you out of all of that. You need to surround yourself with people who are trying to, you know, move forward, but not stay still, especially in something so freaking heinous. I... I don't know who else needs to hear this, but I know I needed to hear it today and I'm glad you got to hear it today cuz you had to hear it, you know what I'm saying? But um and anybody else who's listening who maybe this resonated with um the takeaways like there's no, there's no need to get that um that negative validation from the person who has physically, you know, violated you. You don't need to sit down and talk about it. You know what happened, they know what happened. Sit down and write down every, everything that you feel and you think regarding the situation, regarding the topics. You feel what I'm saying? Even write down how you felt about the people around you during and after. Really like tap in and unlock your thought process and your feelings and always, always ask why. Why do I feel this way? Why did that trigger me? Why am I not moving forward? Like, you know what I mean? Like, really ask why. Like, ever, like, write down all your feelings and then go over it and ask why. Answer those questions and dig deep within yourself. And then every day, mentally catch yourself slipping and rebuild yourself up. When you feel those negative thoughts, I'm not saying think positive, again, because it's hard to go from always thinking negative to randomly just thinking positive, and then positive will come. And That's not how the world works. Sorry. Yes, you can think positive and little positive things are going to come, but if that's all you know, when bad shit happens and when shit isn't just given to you because you thought positively, or if you worked hard and it's still not given to you, but you thought positive through the whole time you was working hard, you're going to fall short and you're going to slip back into depression very fucking easily. Instead, let's start telling young ladies like you, young ladies like myself, young men, young, <laughs> you know what I th- let's start telling everybody to just stop and magically think positive and just ask why? Why do you feel a certain way? Why did it trigger you? And what do you need from yourself that's going to make that inner child better? Because when when sh- when trauma like this happens, emotionally you're stuck at the age that it happened. Hello. Hello. I had a panic attack the other day because of a trauma that was triggered in my life. And it when it was triggered in my life, I was at a young age where tantrums were the only way I could express my emotions. So, I have to cater to the inner child in me who's always ready to throw temper tantrums. But I can tell you, this time before I threw that temper tantrum, it took days. It it was building up. Versus what I would usually always do when I'm frustrated is just lash the fuck out and throw a temper tantrum right there. I I grew. I felt really, I felt bad. But then it's like, no, I don't feel bad. (laughs) Because she, she's getting a little stronger in there. She's getting a little better. I'm parenting my inner child a lot better. I'm giving her chances to slip up and make mistakes and to have her negative thoughts. But I'm also giving her a chance to ask herself why. <laughs> I'm giving her a chance to make the correct decisions emotionally and reactively. And that's all you have to do, like... It's so hard because I want to think about other stuff. I want to have my head in the clouds sometimes, but to ground me, I have to keep hold of my inner child because that's the only way you're going to be grounded, is you taking care of that inner child that has been traumatized all the way to hell and is fighting demons. Yeah, (laughs) Your, your inner child is fighting demons because of somebody else's actions. If anything, your inner child is fighting someone else's demons because they they wanted to transfer that shit to you. And you're going to allow it? You're going to allow it? I don't don't care what you believe in, but you need to find something spiritual in your life that uplifts your soul, baby. I'm telling you. I am telling you go on... I'm not going to tell you to go on a spiritual journey... Because it's not for everybody. You feel what I'm saying? it's not for everybody. Because I was on a spiritual journey when I typed, like, it was basically shadow work that I was doing. um, When I typed out all of that, basically. And now we're here today, and (laughs) baby, I'm cracking that Bible open. You feel what I'm saying? So... (laughs) I'm I'm actually gonna get into spiritual journeys and um connecting back to the Bible in a whole nother in a whole nother episode because this isn't it. This is already almost um 45 minutes long. <laughs> but babies every day when you have a thought, negative or positive, ask yourself why. I promise you it's gonna get better like the growth is is gonna be you're gonna be happy the the growth is gonna be there, and I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna sit here and say like once you forgive and you know get your get your own personal closure I will call it really <laughs> but once you once you get that like healing and forgiveness, I'm not gonna say that like a year from now two years from now it's not gonna hit you like a ton of bricks again but when it does hit you you know how to get out of it just like that <laughs> it's not like uh once in a while it doesn't pop up in my head and all those feelings rush back but then it's like okay well it was done it was done well we cool now um my boundaries around <laughs> you in a the situation there. They're there. They're very much there. <laughs> and we don't even got to talk about it. And that's the best part about healing. Um, When you're healing for yourself, there's no need to disrupt someone else's life about it. If If you truly want to heal and get that hate out your heart, you got to let that... I don't want to say demonic connection because... It's too much, but that was the first thing that came to my head, so I'm gonna say it. That demonic connection, you, you gotta, you gotta detach yourself from it. Don't, don't. We can't apply. Uh, I can love you from a distance, to to ex boyfriends and ex friends, but then when it comes to to serious stuff, pretend to be stuck and not know the answers. You know the answers. You just wanted me to validate those answers for you. For real, for real. You really did. I think deep down, everything I said, you've already thought before. You've already felt before. <laughs> You'll get through it, babes. I promise you. But thank, thank you for listening. Like I, thank, thank y'all for listening. For a But especially thank you for listening, because before I even recorded this, I was like, this is probably going to open up a confession that I never wanted to confess. and you know what's crazy the only person who knows about this confession especially the hygiene part (laughs) is I'm specifically talking about the hygiene part and that's a whole other story that we can get into if I'm going to be transparent in this podcast I might as well speak my truth and stop walking around here fake no, <laughs> not fake, but especially the hygiene thing. Like, the only person who really knows about it is my husband. Well, technically, no, because I haven't really gone into, like, super detail about that part. But, like, who has seen it is my husband. And it's like, oh, okay. It's like, imagine you holding a secret or... Yeah, holding a secret for so long and you feel like you can't tell anybody and you feel like you can't talk to anybody about it. But then somebody comes along who 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 you know can be mean and judgmental, sit there and not look at you with that ounce of judgment in their face and sits there and tries to help you and hold your hand. It's it's a different feeling. And it's hard to accept, trust me, it's going to be, like, how can I say this? The traumas that come along with it and the scars that come along with it and the stuff that now shapes you and makes you. If you find somebody, of whether it's romantic or platonic, Y'all know this. Y'all know how this page goes, romantic or platonic. All anything relationship or partnership based has the same rules and guidelines. I promise you. But um if you find a friend or a lover like that, and you haven't and you haven't sat there and I'm sorry, I'm rubbing the love out of my eye. Um, if you haven't sat there and, like I said, confront that thought process, work on that healing. You're not. You're not gonna know how to accept that type of affection because you never had it, and you you, you weren't unable to open up your heart because now your brain is stuck in a certain mode. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going to be easier. But thank you for tuning in. This is episode ten of Fluid Fluidy Podcast. Um, keep the messages. Coming in, please. Um, and if there is like, if 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 you guys want like, I guess a part two of the hygiene thing, I I'm a hundred percent comfortable talking about it uh, since I actually finished this episode. I am a hundred percent ready to talk about it if you guys want to hear it. Um, if you guys want me to go deeper on. The um, building surface level friendships through trauma. I can definitely talk about that as well. Um, I don't remember any... Like, I remember what I said in this episode. But as far as, like, a whole nother episode coming from this episode, those are the only two I can remember. But yeah, if y'all want episodes on that, just let me know as well. And, yeah, thanks for listening, babes. Y'all know the vibes. Um, it's your hostess with the most is D, because who else could it be? And stay safe out here. And love on your inner child the way you wish somebody was loving on you at that age. But identify the age. Have a good one.